All right, JD Talking Sports, we're back. <laughs> my father bit his tongue, and he's on a blood thinner, and we couldn't get the thing. My mom was going to take him to the emergency room, but we were able to get the blood stopped. I was in the middle of doing my show. I mean, that's not the most important thing. you got to, hey, family. But I, what popped in my head was that maybe to use gauze on it, and we got the bleeding, but I don't know if it's... He's going to have to get that checked out. It's kind of scary how you take a blood thinner, and you can't stop the bleeding. Well... All right, I was going off on a tangent on the women's game about not playing on campus, but I thought, you know, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, you have the best record, you get the home court advantage. I don't know, for college basketball, you don't. Oh, in college football, too, you don't get, well, yeah, you don't get any home field advantage for the playoff games. They're played at neutral sites. You know what? I feel with the women's college basketball, with everything at the most fans, let it be. Let's have the fans. Now, I talked about... The Spurs were up 20, started on a 22-3 to run. They are up by 22 at one point in the first quarter, only up by three at the half. Steph has 14 at the half, Danny Green for 14 for the Spurs. And the Knicks, with the loss today, are officially, mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. All right, now, METS, 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 METS. Never a dull moment with the METS, right? I have a couple other stories I want to talk about today. Okay, now, we already knew about Thor starting opening day. DeGrom is starting game two. Familia got a 15-game suspension. No evidence he assaulted his wife, but suspended for inappropriate conduct. And he's terribly disappointed in himself, as he should be. Also, Stephen Matz had an MRI today on his elbow. Won't be ready for the start of the season. Hey, you know what? Not a great way to start off the beginning of the year, but they have a solid pitching staff. If Harvey can pitch even halfway decent, maybe win like 10 to 15 games, they'll be all right. And Mats will be back later. Lugo, Gaselman could get some wins. I'm not, I'm not too worried about the Mats. I think the Mats are going to have a pretty good year this year. I really do. I think they're going to. And they could, this would be, if they could do it three straight years, making the postseason first time ever in franchise history. Never happened. We'd like something. I'd like something good to happen for the Mets. I would. I, I want a good. I want a good summer for for New York sports. I really do. I really do. Now the Yankees want him a fifth starter until they open the season. Will carry eight relievers until April sixteenth, which is good for them. They won today three one over Toronto and Jordan Montgomery five innings pitched, six hits, a run, a base one base on ball, four Ks. Continued continued his stellar spring training so far this year. And he's up for the fourth starter with Luis, uh, Luis Severino, but we don't know if he'll get it. But still, hey, nothing to be nothing to be upset about right there. And they said he, either him or Severino are only going to work as a starter in the rotation, not end relief, which I think they should. These guys are starters, not relievers. And Jacoby Ellsbury, fifth to start the season, maybe, said he'll do whatever is best for the team. In 2011, for the Sox, he had 11 home runs, then hit 13 the next two seasons. And then for the Yankees in three years, he said 32 home runs total. I'm sorry, I saw something on my phone. I just thought it was interesting. They said the Ohio State junior, Kelsey Mitchell, I guess she was thinking of going pro. Well, she can't really go. She, she will return for a senior season, two-time player of the year. I don't know if she's allowed to go pro. You know, I, I thought, wait. Was returning for the school release statement. It would not enter the WBA draft early, and we'll I thought they couldn't enter early. I thought they had to be four years in school. Oh, they're both eligible to declare for this. She was eligible 
to declare for the draft, but she decided to stay. Oh, okay. She thinks she has a more to play for next year. She's two-time Big Ten Player of the Year. Oh, she's eligible because she'll turn 22 in 2017. She's on the third school's career scoring list and fifth in conference history with 22,553 points. She was second-team All-American this past year. Wow, 22. You know what? They, they got to be like the NBA. Let them go. Let them go pro. Let them. Let them have their fun. And Warriors. Okay, I said the Warriors up at half. They're up now. We're down three at the half. They were down beginning of the game. They were down twenty-two to three. They are now up five on the Spurs. That's out of control. That's how good they freaking are. Holy shit! And it was it was thirty-three to thirteen when I had it on the first quarter. Never that team never gives up, man. Never gives up. Now the Yankees. Aaron Judge could begin the season in the minors. Thank you. This is. Uh, Kieran Darcy, ESPN. Judge and Aaron Hicks are competing for the starting right field, um, right fielder position. Girardi says he needs to play. When we look at Aaron Judge, you don't want to bench him. You don't want to sit him on the bench. Last year at 179, four home runs, 10 RBIs in 27 games. Struck out a lot. Judge goes, hey, double A, high eight, doesn't matter. I'll go out there, play baseball, have fun, and everything will work out the way it's supposed to. 6'7", 282. I always wanted height. Big time power. Hicks is a better defensive player, and Hicks sucked last year. <laughs> Girardi said they both play well. It's a tough decision. Also, Severino's going to pitch for the against the Phillies on Thursday. Montgomery, I mean, goddamn, he's a contender. He's also become a serious contender for the fifth spot, if not the fourth. He's in the conversation, Girardi says. And the season, they open Sunday at Tampa Bay. How about that? Pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm, hey, I, I, opening day, anything's possible. That's what I love about opening day. I also saw, I got some NHL here. Canucks and the Kings will play two preseason games in China last year. 2018, they're having the Olympics. Hey, you know what? In uh, South Korea. That's pretty cool. I don't think it's cool for the teams. There's a lot of travel. Red Wings, 25 straight postseason, postseason appearances, which is right now is the current record in the NBA, and by a lot, because the Spurs are on their 20th this year. The, now, think about this. In NFL, the current leaders for most consecutive playoff appearances are the Patriots and Packers, eight straight. The Galaxy and the Seattle Sounders, the MLS, are eight. And the Dodgers and Major League Baseball are four. Imagine that four times. That's it. Now, also in uh, soccer, Real Madrid and Arsenal have both qualified 20 straight years for the Champions League. Well, Real Madrid has done it 20 straight times. Arsenal's 19. Real Madrid is set for 21 next year. But Arsenal is only the top four in the Premier League make it, but Arsenal's currently stand sixth place, so that could that could come back and affect them. Pretty crazy, right? And uh, how, how good is Steve Kerr doing right now? I, I didn't get to talk about this one. Let me t- Steve Kerr, man, freaking. He is the fastest 200 wins, 238 games. 238 games, he's 200. Don Elson, career leader with 1,335 wins, needed 367 games to get there, to get to 200 wins. Wilkins took 424. George George Carl took 417. Popovich, 333. Orbeck, 324. And Pat Riley, 289. Phil Jackson took 270, or 32 more games than Kerr to become a 200-game winner. You know, Kerr said, hey, he's up by a talented roster. No shit on that front. Also delivered the team's first 60-win season upon arrival, won an NBA title, and followed that by setting last year's 73, but they didn't win the title, which I kind of like. 
He now has as many 60-win seasons three as Jerry Sloan had in 26 years and Carl had in 27. Wilkins never won 60 games in a season. He also, it's helped because Walton last year, Luke Walton filled in for him. They went 24-0 start, 39-4 under Walton, but all the wins went to, which I was always bullshit. I, the coach who's coaching should get the goddamn wins. Now, this is the thing. Can he keep this going? Can he can he keep you know winning at this rate? Well, Phil Jackson coached twenty years. Riley twenty four. Billy Cunningham led the uh, Sixers to a title in eighty three. Is third in career winning percentage behind Kerr and Jackson, but only played eight years before going into broadcasting. But anyway, he's the best three year start of an NBA coach, and he doesn't appear to be slowing down. All right, how about that, huh? And the Oilers broke the longest current NHL streak for playoffs, missed playoff appearances with 10. Connor McDavid, getting it done. Getting it done, done, done. How about that? I like that. And they got to, you know, you like when you see franchises do that. And North Carolina tomorrow is going to decide if they're going to change the HB2 law, you know, the bathrooms. If not, they won't host a college championship event through 2022. My guess says that I, I, I... I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. That shit should never have happened in the first place. You know, who gives, you know, enough already with this garbage. Really? Seriously. Also, and this, thank God NBC saw the light. They're going to broadcast live across all time zones for the first time at the next Olympics. It's about fucking time. Come on, guys. Get with the program. I mean, I, all this, and especially social media and everything, everybody checks online anyway to see what the results are. Why not? You know what? And then show highlights tonight. But I want to see the events live. And if I can, if I know it's on live, I'll watch it right there. Or, you know, everybody's a phone. Check that stuff out, right? Thank God. It's only 2017. No? Really? You think so? And congratulations, Venus Williams. 36 year, 10 months. Oldest WTA player to ever beat world number one. Beat Angelique Kerber to reach the Miami Open semifinals. Venus, she just keeps doing it, man. Just keeps doing it. She is unfreaking believable. All right, folks. Well, Knicks are mathematically eliminated. We have uh, tomorrow NIT finals. It is uh, Georgia Tech versus TCU. Go Horned Frogs. Nets are playing tomorrow. And this weekend, starting Friday, we have women's semis. Can UConn keep it going? Can they get their 12th championship? And I'm rooting for UNC this weekend. Rooting for my UNC. Right, anything's possible. Anything's possible. All right, now, last night's trivia question. Who holds the record for most yards gained in back-to-back regular season NFL games ever? O.G. Simpson, November 25th through December 5th, 1976. Back-to-back games had 476. 476 yards in back-to-back games. That is out of control. And this is tonight's trivia question. I thought this was kind of interesting. Who gained the most yards rushing at home games in an NFL season? Who gained the most yards rushing at home games in an NFL season? That's eight. Yeah, I guess this is eight home games. Yeah. I got to check how many games they played that year. But I think it's eight. 70. Uh, I don't. Oh, I might have given the trivia. All right. I got to stop it now because I might have given some of the answer away. But. Peace out. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Bye-bye.